Are we recording? No, too much, too much, too much, too much. Hey, everybody! Welcome to Ducks Watch Together. I'm Josh. I'm Kylie. And on today's minisode, we talk about Mad Max. Room, room. Fury Road. All right, Kylie. This is it. This is our last episode of our Best of the Decade miniseries. We have come to talk about Mad Max Fury Road. Kylie, why did we leave it to last? It was on every list. It was on every single list. Is it the only film that was on every list? It is the only film that was on every single list that I pulled from. It was uh, fairly high on some, but it made every single one. Um, in the top 20 in some way, shape, or form. Okay. Uh, and that easily put it as the best quote-unquote film of the decade. Why are you quoting? Hard statement. Hard statement. <laughs> best film of the decade. <laughs> I mean... Interesting. Most agreed upon film of the decade? Interesting. <laughs> This is how we celebrate the decade with room. <laughs> so this film comes out, interestingly enough, in 2015. Um, uh, it's a sequel. Smack dab in the middle of the decade. I think this is a good one to start the conversation with. Why? It's a really good film. Yeah. We got George Miller back after his long times of making uh, you know, Dancing Penguin movies. Uh huh. And Babe. He said that if he was going to do it, he would do it. He had to do it right mm -hmm. and do it the right way. Good. Um, Correct. Good film, well made. Surprising to everybody that it was as. in intellectual and as thoughtful and as relevant as I think it was. The fact that Max is not the lead of this film it was a surprise and I think a welcome one. Uh, the film gets held up in uh, as a film that kind of starts maybe some true uh, mobilization in getting better parts for women in film. And getting more uh, more women female representation in the film, even though George Miller himself is not a woman. But I think that Emperor Furiosa and Charlize Theron, who becomes a big part of this decade and what she does and what she stands for and what she represents, um, I think this is a, this is that that maybe crucial, weirdly enough, crux point where we're going to start to talk about what if it's not just white men in film? Well, it's also kind of a weird melding of critics and audiences yep. where um this is one of the this is a very commercially successful film it's an action film it's a it's a quote-unquote fourth in a series or a reboot of a 80s action franchise mm -hmm. it's by all accounts this film should not be what it is yeah. However, it overcomes every obstacle. <laughs> it overcomes every kind of perception that we place in front of it. Yeah. To make a great film. I think it's the 
it, in a lot of ways, it's a good representation of what cinema as an art form is. It is a visual medium first and foremost, and the stories that you're going to tell are going to need to be something that you can only see in the cinema. And that's where the future of the medium, I think, lies and is. And Mad Max Fury Road represents that really well. It also represents studio systems and sequels and reboots. And all of this is the thing that dominates, like flagpole dominates, like the industry. Um, there are nothing, not many other films get made in Hollywood besides big reboots and tentpole films at this point. Um, and Mad Max Fury Road is how you can make a movie well. And I think it's that first sign of this decade where, because at the back half of the decade, I think you see a lot more of like the Thor Ragnaroks and the Black Panthers and, uh, to some extent, like Wonder Woman, um, where you start to see... Big franchise movies from directors with visions and their vision and their elements of a filmmaker are bleeding through into the formula and into making films that are actually about things, not so much just studio superhero films or studio action films, you know. Um, Fury Road starts that in a lot of ways. Maybe not like the very very first one of the decade, but like it. The pop, dark the dark yeah. knight pops into my mind as like yeah. maybe even like one that ignites it, but like Fury Road also helping further yeah. it and maybe even like heighten it. Fury Road gets it on a platform with an electric guitar and has a flamethrower in your face and says maybe this is what we should be doing. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is I guess the evolution of Tom Hardy. Uh, now he has, now he has masks on his face. <laughs> um, again, this... It makes him a starring role. It makes him it a does. lead actor. Yeah, I think that... Lead actor. I quotes. think in Dark Knight Rises, he, he takes another step forward, but Mad Max Fury Road is, like, Tom Hardy is here. And now we're like, yeah, let's go see this Tom Hardy film. Yeah, now we're like, let's put him in a car and let him talk on a cell phone for an hour. Yeah. That's a good time. It is a really good time. Tom Holland's a voice in that. It is. Yeah. It is? Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, it. Pennywise. He's there. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's talk about Fury Road itself. Um, Great. Yeah, it's, it, I mean, it's just so much fun to see <laughs> this road trip movie, for lack of a better word. Um, this chase movie, mm-hmm. and to watch the brilliant mix of technical CGI elements and practical effects, because there's definitely, like, there's a lot of stunt work going on. There's a lot of people doing a lot of things that you're like, holy crap, what did I just see? But then there's also a lot of use of computer elements and color correction and just computers in general to help enhance the story that we're telling, and this is good filmmaking it's using the technology, not relying on the technology. And so it's it's a very exciting film to watch. It, the script is tight. It doesn't waste any moments. Uh, the characters are all about what their purpose and their goal is. Um, it, it doesn't, as we talked about a lot of these films, there's a lot of like heady questions that we've dealt with. I don't think Fury Road has any heady questions other than its very central focus which is about these women 
and uh, how are they they're treated as property and in this dystopian society we can see how and what we're doing to these women in our society and how we've been doing it for decades upon decades and i think that that's a really that's the only intellectual heavy thought this film needs and needs to care about it is good in the sense that in a popular blockbuster film we get one idea in there and we explore it really well um to continue some of the Inception comparison, Inception does not do that. It has too many ideas that it tries to throw in there and can't explore any of them all that well. Yeah, but also, Josh, there's a guy that they're on poles and a car chase and yeah. room. Yeah. <laughs> this movie's fun. There's not a lot of fun movies out there. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Especially on this list. Like, we have, like, a lot of, like, oh, let's learn how to think about things and we're not having any fun. It's no Into the Spider-Verses. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hot take you here. If we were making a rank of fun, the social network's in the top four. I disagree. <laughs> come on. Come on. Top four. No. What's more fun? Inception. Okay. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. Francis Haw. Yeah, th those were the... Okay, yeah. Manchester. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ladybird. Sorry. Oh, Ladybird. Ladybird, yeah. yeah. Top five. There you go. Uh, fun? <laughs> Boring. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, sure, yeah. I mean, <laughs> we have all these things we can think about. But and, also, you don't have to. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's a little bit something for everyone, and I think that even, I think that the metaphor is strong. It's also not overpowering. It's it, it it lives within this world where you have your moments of extreme action, but then you also get your moments of quiet contemplation. Yeah. Um, I think that what's interesting about this this film, where we always talk about like you turn left and then it's just a car chase. There are moments that they stop mm -hmm. and they talk and you're everyone in their actions is extremely justified where mm -hmm. no one under like no one trusts each other when they first meet and then after a while everything is earned. Ma Max is able to realize he needs these women to survive yep. and the women realize mm, they could use Mad Max at times. Yes, yeah. And it's not just something of him being like, you go and risk your life. It's an equal back and forth of, there are times when Max is like volunteering to put yeah. himself on top of the rig and yeah. fix whatever. And I like that Max as a character doesn't, like, at the end of the day, he doesn't stay with them. It's not like there's not a love story that he falls in love with. It is Max values, in this dystopian world, Max values people, but he doesn't need to be with people. You know, he values human life and he wants to treat that with respect. And in his own mind, the best way for him to do that is to survive and to help those who need him to survive. Mm -hmm. um, not that he's going out of the way to seek that. He's not a superhero by any means, but he's also a decent human, you know. Um, this is a recasting, uh, and I'm really happy that it's a recasting and that we didn't try to, like come back and somehow make this like the Mel Gibson Mad Max um, as a way. I like that George Miller just understood this property needs to be what this property needs to be mm -hmm. and I'm not going to try to force it into a shell of anything else. 
Um, <coughs> it's not old man Mad Max, which yeah. is also a trend in Hollywood we're seeing. It's it can exist outside of the other three. You don't need the other three to understand yeah. what's going on here. It's recapped in a good sentence. And um, it doesn't hold the other three to be precious. Uh-uh. Like it it just exists, and it says if you want to connect it, you can, but you don't have to by any means. And we're not going to be beholden to what we did in the eighties. We're going to be beholden to this idea that we have now. There's no like fan service moments. Yeah. It's not like, oh, he opens something, oh, there's Tina Turner's wig or whatever. <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> the moments that are fan servicey are also, like, it makes sense. Like, his car. Okay. And that he cares about his car. And he's like, that's mine. Like, that's his thing that he yeah, wants. Yeah, because this world where you don't have anything. Yeah. You gotta hold on to everything that you got. It makes sense that that, that and then, then that becomes referencing to the other films, because he had his car before. But it's not like they're doing it because they're like, aha! They're doing it because, like, he needs his car. He'd still have it, you know? Um... Yeah. Good time, man. Fury Road. I just... I also... Oh, my first kind of watching, like, I went like this. I was like, this looks dumb. I don't want to like this stupid movie. Mad Max. Mel Gibson. And then I had to, like, totally admit, like, oh, I was wrong. This is a great movie. This is... This is 100% high-octane fun. I was like, wow, I'm excited for this. Alright, um, any other thoughts on Mad Max before we play some games and wrap wrap up this miniseries? We went through this quick. <laughs> well, that's okay. I think it's a good time. I think that we talked about each of these movies. I like that these are like little just bite-sized snippets about these movies. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, how many Oscar winners? None. I think the answer is none. The supporting cast is full of folks. You've got um, Riley Keogh, Riley Keogh, Zoe Kravitz, uh, Beast, whose actual name is Nicholas Holt, Nicholas Holt. Tom Hardy, uh, Charlize Theron. Yep, Charlize, I think is Charlize has a really good decade. Um, yeah, this is the end of you saying that she only has one good film. Yep, <laughs> true story. How times have changed. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't know. Tom, after this, he's in Dunkirk. And I'm not, but Tom Hardy is still like a deal. But like Tom Hardy, I think, I don't know what happens to Tom Hardy after this. Venom? Venom. He gets to make quite a few films. He's working quite a bit on films that they're not that big, but we know about them. Like Locke. Uh, oh, after, in fact, sorry. So, um, Legend, Revenant, Dunkirk, um, Last oh, he Jedi. He's in The Revenant. Yeah, he's in The Revenant. He yeah. gets nominated for an Oscar this year. Yeah. Venom, Venom 2. Um, he's gonna be playing Al Capone coming up, so. Yeah. He, Peaky Blinders. <laughs> oh, I might have a reason to watch Peaky Blinders then. Yeah, I mean, like, I. I, I, I think that Tom Hardy is doing what he wants to do. I think that's really true. Tom Hardy, though, I don't think is a movie star. Tom Hardy, I think, is an actor. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's where he wants to be. I've also, to be fair, in like the like pointing out things, I don't remember anything specific. But like I've also heard, like, Tom Hardy's not a, not a peach. He's not, like, Christian Bale bad, but, like, apparently he got, like, uh, uh, well, he can be angry sometimes. So, like, just to... 
like being fair in those things. That's why it was perfect for Bronson. <laughs> um, cool, cool, cool. I like Fury Road. All right, um, Oscars. This wins four. Nominated for ten, and it wins six. Six. So this is in 2015 the most Oscar-winning film of the year. Yes, but it's um, not the most nominated. It's not because The Revenant is the most nominated with twelve. Yes. Um, we haven't done anything with this here yet, um, in terms of this game. Yeah, well, this is a boring year. I'm just gonna say. I will say that I think what should have happened, honest to goodness, so, like, one of the things that it loses is picture, and it loses it to Spotlight, and I like Spotlight. Do not get me wrong. Um, I think Spotlight is an important film, and it's it's a good watch. It's also just an Oscar film. But if, give it to Mad Max. If you're gonna give it six Oscars, give it to Mad Max. <laughs> I think this is one of those things where, because I remember watching this and like, I was like, oh my gosh, Mad Max is winning so much. You guys, is Mad Max gonna do this? And then we got to director, and I was like, it's Miller's time. Come on, give it to Miller. If Miller wins, we're gonna do this. And then Miller doesn't win. Because who beats him? Uh, Inuratu for The Revenant. Interesting, Inuratu has not popped up anywhere here for a filmmaker who seems very important. Who won back-to-back -back Oscars. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And also, um, he has all of his Wilma stuff. That's the wrong guy. It is. Uh, Inuratu is Birdman and Revenant. You're right. Um, and then um, Alfonso Cuaron yeah. is Roma. Roma and Gravity. Um, this decade we haven't, this, this list itself, like, you have the, they call themselves, so I'm, that's why I'm saying the three, three amigos. amigos of Del Toro, um, Coron, and Inuratu, and none of them are really represented in this list. Like, Roma is on here somewhere, Shape of Water is way down the list, um, and I think Revenant makes the list. But it is really interesting that their their films seem to like popped up in the year, but haven't made a lot of water in the decade. Yeah, because the Revenant's boring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. You know. Sorry. Yeah. Um, Mad Max should have won Best Picture this year. I think that it, they. I think that this is a preferential balloting mistake. Mm -hmm. I think that spotlight. Mad, not enough people put Mad Max at one or two because they're like, well, it's an action film. It can win all these awards, but it can't win Best Picture. Um, and it can't win Best Director, Kate's, though it should have. It wins sound editing, sound mixing, production design, makeup, costume, editing. Okay. So it has eight total, you said? It has ten. Ten total, and it wins six. It wins six. And I've already done picture and director. So you only need two more. Cinematography? Yes, who beats who did it? it lose to? So I know Spotlight's only other win is Screenplay. Um, and I don't think it was even nominated for many technicals. Um, so I don't think it's Spotlight. Is Spotlight even nominated? Mm -mm. Revenant, I believe, would be nominated. Mm -hmm. Did uh, Is this Revenant? Revenant wins, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Nah. Others are Carol, Hateful Eight, and Sicario. Okay. Um, so you just need one more. Is Mad Max nominated for its screenplay? Don't be ridiculous. Okay. Um, <laughs> did you, it won editing though. Is that what Where you Where is it? <laughs> Song. <laughs> score! Score! <laughs> Anticipation. 
Oh, there it is. What? What did you say? Score? No. Oh, okay. It's not a score. <laughs> no, the guy on the guitar. Oh, that's true. Best original song. Yeah. <laughs> um. Costume. It won costumes, right? Or is it nominated? Yes. In, okay. Did I say we've already said editing? Mm-hmm. Okay. It wins editing. Um. Margaret Sixel. Good job, Mark. Both sounds at one. Mm-hmm. Um, costumes, hair, makeup. This is a surprise win. The film that beats it in this category is a huge surprise win because we like this film, but it didn't get nominated very much. Production design. No, I think it won that. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. I was like, is this the year that like Kubo sneaks in? Because like Kubo sneaks that that in there and like, oh, that's next year. Just get the nom. Um, 2016. Um, oh, what's this category? It's a technical. Yeah. You just gotta keep going through them. Do you, I'll give you, I'll give you some other, I'll give, how about I give you all the nominations okay. and you tell me the category. All right, okay. So, in alphabetical order, it is Ex Machina, Mad Max Fury Road, The Martian, The Revenant, and Star Wars The so Force Awakens. this is visual effects. Mm-hmm. Um, man... I was so excited because it's Ex Machina that wins, and we're all like, "Yeah, that's amazing. That's that's a good winner." Mm-hmm. But how does Fury Road not like sneak in there at that one too? It's a good question. Yeah, because like they also have really good visual effects. Mm-hmm. That's a good lineup for visual effects. I think Mad Max won enough. <laughs> <laughs> we can give Ex Machina <laughs> one thing, Josh. Well, listen, in my brain, Alicia Vikander doesn't win for the Danish Girl. She wins for. Ex Machina. Yeah, but she won for the Danish No, girl. she wins for Ex Machina. We all know that in our heart. That's Ex Machina. Doesn't matter. It goes down in history. It'll always be remembered. As, as Ex Machina. Although Alicia Vikander's career is over. <laughs> yeah, somehow. Alright. Let's wrap it up. Alright, uh, Kylie, before we wrap it up, uh, do you want to share your top 20 as is that's uh, part of our countdown here? Nope. Letterbox is down. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, read it off. All right, Kylie's top 20. Uh, 20 to 1. Okay. Paddington 2. <laughs> Moonlight. The Wailing. Ex Machina. The Hunt for the Wilder People. Whiplash. Embrace the Serpent. Another Earth. Inside Lewin Davis. The Lobster. Son of Saul. Phantom Thread. Mad Max Fury Road. Mustang. Mommy. Your Name. We Need to Talk About Kevin. It's Such a Beautiful Day. Manchester by the Sea and The Hunt. Which we already did an episode on. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um so you had debated on doing your name, but then mm-hmm. you chose not to. Yes. Why? Well, I mean I didn't want any animated films in this. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it would have been an opportunity for an animated film to get here. <laughs> I know, I, I messed up. That's okay. You it would have even been another option to have an international film, like. I think Manchester was a good pick. We talked about a lot of good things with it. I was just curious as to like what your thought process was. Oh, that seems more relevant. <laughs> okay, all right, fair enough. Yeah, we'll talk about the, your name when we talk about the uh, uh, American remake. Oh my gosh, there's an American remake. Josh, we've had this conversation. Ugh. Is it live action? Yeah, it's by some guy. Oh, no. All right, uh, my top 20 is Inside Out, Popstar, Never Stop Never Stopping, uh, The Witch, La La Land, Moonlight, Winter's Bone, Minding the Gap, 
Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 1, Lady Bird, Inside Out, Toy Story 3, Inside Lewin Davis, Mad Max Fury Road, Black Panther, Francis Ha, Snowpiercer, Moneyball, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, Carol, and Paddington 2. Good. It's good that we started with Paddington 2 and we're ending with Paddington 2. Mark Webb. And the only reason we didn't do an episode on that is because we already have one. Mark Webb. Mark Webb. Mark Webb's gonna direct. No! No! What? No! I mean, listen, I don't hate the all of Mark Webb's films, a, but they're so bad when they're bad. It'll be about a young Native American woman living in a rural area and a young man from Chicago who discover they are magically and intermittently swapping bodies. Oh, no. So it's Native American magic. Right? <laughs> You're not wrong. Oh, please, please don't let that be an abomination of film. Oh, gosh. All right. Well, that's how we end the year. That's that's how we end 2019. Uh, listeners, Not with a whisper, but with a bang. <laughs> <laughs> listeners, you're actually hearing this episode at the beginning of 2020. Um, What's the best movie of 2020? Let us know. Yeah, absolutely. January 2020, when all the good movies come out. Bad Boys for Life. Goes bad, bad Boys, boys for, for Life. life. We ain't going nowhere. Sorry. Oh, you know too much of that song. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate you uh, doing so. Um, if you want to get in touch with us and enjoy this conversation, you can do so at friendofafriendpodcast.squarespace.com. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. If it's a five-star review or any star review, as well as hit that subscribe button. <laughs> That helps us get more listeners. You can also find us on Facebook at Friend of a Friend Podcast and Twitter at DWT underscore podcast. YouTube. Ducks Watch Together. Tumblr's. Ducks Watch Together. Letterboxd. Derby ACT and Kylie Galisher. Very, very thank you so much for listening. That was not a proper sentence, but I do thank you very much. I've been Josh. Kylie. Quack, 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 quack. quack, quack, quack. quack.